You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons, and man, it has been a while since we have been back on here, we took a, a little break uh, from the podcast like we usually do sometimes throughout the year uh, just to kind of revisit uh, some of the topics that we want to touch on and really just provide you know the best uh, courses and, and audio for our listeners. Um, so now starting in the summer months as I re, uh, record this, you know we're getting into the late spring, early summer time of year. And uh, be expecting consistent episode releases about once every week. And then that will uh, consistently happen throughout the summer. So we're excited about that. Uh, today's episode is going to be really awesome. And, and I won't waste too much time uh, before I get into it. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to say uh, I just wrapped up as I record this uh, visiting the Dental Success Summit out in Phoenix. And my gosh, you need something to, to re-energize you sometimes. And I know with, you know, like COVID and, and the lockdowns and staying at home, it's just been a you know weird year and not a lot of social interaction, at least for me. And so it was so nice to get back in front of people at a conference, visit with you know friends that I hadn't seen in a year, two years. And uh, man, you just talk about getting inspired. Uh, Mark Costas puts on a great event. Um, I highly recommend attending next year. Uh, again, that's uh, the Dental Success Summit. You can certainly look into Mark's Dental Success Institute and, and everything that they do there. But uh, talk about some, some motivating people that will certainly do it for you. Um, other than that, I think really what I want to touch on is, you know, with some of these next episodes, we're going to be talking about you know the business side of your practice and really becoming the CEO of of your dental office. And this first episode, I'm excited about because we have uh, somebody that I've worked with um, with some mutual clients. Uh, her name's Sherry Walker, and Sherry is a basically dental practice consultant where she'll come in, help you just get organized, get your you know tracking right. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is, is why it's so important to have tracking in place in your dental office. And just from like a mutual client, you know, that we've worked with um, in doing their marketing, it's been amazing to be able to see, you know, okay, you know, they spent $3,000 in, you know, marketing on Google and they produced $40,000 and, and, and having those numbers really uh, dug, dug out and fleshed out, it's just been uh, really nice from our perspective on the marketing side and getting that all integrated with the practice management. So today, Sherry Walker of CD, CW Practice Management, uh, based out of Arizona, will be uh, walking us through some of these things that uh, you need to be doing in your dental office to get organized so that way you can track what's working, what's not working, and ultimately lead yourself to success. So our interview is about 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, so definitely sit back, listen to this, take some notes on some of the things she says. And I think this episode is going to provide a lot of clarity for people listening to this. And it's going to just give you those next steps 
that you can start implementing in your practice and uh, and get that get that tracking and organization in place so you can scale your practice uh, to where you want it to be. So without further ado, here is my interview with Sherry Walker. All right, so joining us today on our podcast is Sherry Walker, and I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this because Sherry is is all about dental practices and and getting getting your numbers right, knowing where you're at, uh, both from a new patient's perspective, production standpoint, your goals, and why that's so important. So we're going to dive into that here shortly, and you guys are going to learn a ton from this. But uh, before we get started, you know, Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Uh, go ahead and, and introduce yourself and give us some background on how you got into this crazy world of dentistry. Okay, perfect, Shane. Thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to join your podcast group this morning. As you said, I'm Sherry Walker. I'm the owner of CW Practice Management. And just to tell you a little about myself, I began my career um, in dentistry in 1984. Um, I worked chairside as an assistant for 12 years and then migrated to the front office. Um, I managed several private practice and moved on to multiple um, practice entities, served as a regional administrator, director of operations, facility manager, practice manager for office build outs. and then finally evolved into consulting with Mercer Advisors and JBI Partners. Um, I began my own dental management company in 2017, and I've had the opportunity to study the philosophies of the Panky Institute, the Levin Group, Mercer Advisors, Spears Education, the Scheduling Institute, um, Ganatra, Phelps, um, my social practice, and Tiny Rhino. So I believe I bring a full complement of dental um, excellence to the table, along with both my um, experience and my education. Not only can I talk the talk, but I can actually get into the practice and complete the task right alongside of each position um, as a consultant that sets me apart because I'm actually found working alongside the team I'm coaching. Yeah, which you know is important is knowing you know all the different positions there and and the differences and nuances and struggles you know that each uh, position has and you know that really kind of leads me into you know dental practices and and tracking and really knowing the health of the practice. You you obviously started this consulting company because you knew uh, the pain points in, throughout your years in dentistry that a practice owner, um, you know, goes through on a day to day to keep the, to keep the practice up and running. Um, talk about some of the things that you kind of noticed in your experience and what led you to the path you're on now, as far as what were some of the big struggles that you saw from practice owners and, um, talk about kind of how that your business kind of morphed out of that. Sure. Um, it's so easy for a doctor to get into the habit of just going to the office every day and treating his patients and doing the job. And at the end of the day, just going home, you know, they just kind of switch into coast mode um, day after day. And before they know it, the end of the month is here. And then they're looking to say, oh, what did we do this month? Um, And my job really is to get in there and help them look at numbers and figure out, you know, how to set goals and um, look at the real numbers that help them to drive their practice instead of just Coach, uh, coasting through the days. Um, so taking a proactive approach on these goals can uh, set the doctor up and the hygienist up and the staff members up to really be productive during the month. Um, and then we can narrow it down for each day as well. 
So um, I really like to encourage the doctors to start each day, each day with a morning review of the schedule. And this is a really effective morning review of the schedule. We don't just look at the schedule and see who's on it, but we look at the schedule to see what's on it and see where we're at with our goals. If the hygienist is, is, has a goal of 1200, but is scheduled at say $1,000, let's look for opportunities to do a sealants or a quadrant of sealants or some extra fluoride. If you add just a few things here and there throughout the day, you really can proactively look at your goal and achieving it. But if you don't know what that goal is or where you're at with that goal, you can't achieve it. Say the doctor's down, you know, four or $500 for the day, they can maybe talk to a patient about that crown they've been putting off for months and months. Um, so it's really a proactive approach at looking at your day to make sure we're driving forward and not out the rearview mirror by looking at it at the end of the month. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, you know, being proactive. And that kind of feeds right into, you know, dental practices and knowing the numbers, you know, know the numbers in your office. And there's a variety of different things that you know, practice owners should you know, have a pulse on, if you will. But talk to us a little bit about, you know, the young dentist maybe listening to this right now out there. Why is it so important for a practice to uh, know their numbers? And really, you know, what are some of the, the most significant uh, you know, data points that they should really, you know, keep an eye on and a pulse on, in your opinion? Sure. As each of the, the team members work with the doctor and, and focus on those numbers, they become aware of what their goals are and how to meet them. The front office starts looking not only for what needs to be collected today, but they look at past balances and, and they can review accounts ahead of time to know, hey, I have an outstanding insurance claim that I need to follow up on. Um, and as we start setting those goals for team members, they take pride in achieving those goals and they go the extra mile to maybe call that patient that forgot their checkbook and follow up with them for a payment over the phone. You know, putting those goals in place for the doctor to review every morning, the team member wants that attaboy. So they're gonna come up with um, their numbers each day and have a opportunity for celebration. So with goals set for every member of the team, they start competing, they start um, taking pride in their uh, positions in the practice. You know, that young doctor that's just starting out, even, even I work with some older doctors that you know, they just coast through their days. And now that they've got focus on what they're looking at, their days become much more productive. So I, I really encourage uh, doctors to look at the critical numbers. Um, production is, is a key number, of course, for everybody, but I wanna look at the real production and not inflated production. Um, the numbers that we can really count on is, is those numbers that are after all of the adjustments from insurance and after all the discounts and trades and everything are taken out of it. Also wanna look at you know the numbers of the percentage of crown and bridge versus fillings or the numbers of regular profies versus perio. You know, we know that our practice should have about 40% perio and, and getting that hygienist to really concentrate on you know, looking at each individual patient and not just coasting through the day doing you know, hygiene visit after hygiene visit, but actually, you know, really looking at their patient to build that perio in their practice. Um, so those are um, two key numbers that I like to look at. And then treatment presentation, what's our batting average? You know, who's the best presenter in the practice? 
What percentage of the treatment is actually scheduled at the time of presentation? How much of that treatment is prepaid at that treatment um, presentation? How much same day treatment is started? Do we remove the financial barriers? You know, are we offering three or four different types of out, outside financing? You know, all of those things we're looking at to get us to a, an 80% close rate on our treatment presentation. And then, you know, tracking the, what we didn't close to make sure we're following up on that and follow-up makes a difference. You know, we call the patient five days, 15 days and, and at the end of the month to make sure, you know, they know that we are looking out for their best interest dentally. Um, yeah, I, I think that that is a key point right there. And, you know, us coming from the marketing perspective um, with my company is, you know, do you have a follow-up system in place? Because far too many times, um, not only in dentistry, but just in business in general, you know, we, we, they don't, we don't have that in place. And if that's not in place, uh, you know, there's a lot of treatment in this case that you're going to be leaving out there on the table. So um, describe again the sequence of the follow-ups that, that you typically implement in the practice. It was five-day, 15-day. Sure, we have a treatment tracker and a treatment plan binder. A patient, if they don't accept treatment on the day of service or on the day of um, presenting their treatment, you have a five-day follow-up. First of all, we start with an email after their visit. We send them an email with a link to the uh, description of what they need to have done, a little video that they can watch to you know, better explain it if, if, in case they have any questions about the treatment that we presented to them. Because a lot of times a patient that doesn't accept treatment wasn't fully educated on the treatment they need. Because if you know what you need, you're going to find a way to have the treatment done. So I find a lot of the barriers to accepting treatment is just that they're not fully educated. So if a patient leaves the practice without setting an appointment for the treatment the doctors recommended, I'd like to send them a video link to the type of treatment explaining what needs to be done just so they can educate themselves. And a lot of times they're educating their spouses too on this is why I need to spend $900 at the dental office. So that link goes out the day of their um, treatment plan visit, um, five-day follow-up call to say, hey, we uh, missed you. We haven't uh, heard from you. Let's get you scheduled. If not, what are the barriers to scheduling? Can I call you back in 15 days? 15 days, we either send a letter or call them back. And then in 30 days, we follow up as well. After 30 days, I feel like that's enough. Let's go ahead and put it, you know, a big note in their recall um, appointment so that we can touch on it again. Because if we don't, the patient feels that that issue that they had healed itself. So we make sure that we want to retouch base on that when they come back for recare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I think that's a really a good strategy there. And everybody listening to this, you know, put that that follow up sequence in place in your office for your patients have a, a system that they go through don't do everything just one off you need to systemize this um, and that's obviously something that um, is you know something you can work on as as a team to get that put in place and it's going to help you uh, with closing more of these cases uh, one of the things that i kind of want to pivot to a little bit is you know some of this like the data that someone is trying to uh, figure out and how they present that, how do they get the team to buy into that? You had mentioned having uh, accountability for everybody on the team and really getting everybody to buy in that way. But what's a good, you know, a visual way for the team to 
hop on board with, you know, tracking these numbers, trying to hit these goals? Um, is that done in these meetings that you recommend? Are there, you know, big, uh, you know, posters that are put up or a whiteboard that's got the numbers uh, up and kind of where you're at in accordance to your goal? Or do you not advise that? Give us some insight on how you visually um, show that to the team to make sure everyone's bought in. You know, for the team to buy in, you really have to have complete transparency in the office. You know, most of the team, if they don't have transparency, they just feel like the doctor is making money and they're just working. So if you have real transparency and show the team, you know, this is our goals, this is what we're looking to meet, they get real buy-in into it. Um, I really like to have a, a tracker in the office that shows, you know, where we're at daily, what's our production, what's our collection, where are we at in respect to our goals for the day. You know, there's a lot of softwares out there that do that for you. I think Dental Intel does it. There's, you know, there's several out there that does it for you, but you can do it with as easy as, you know, an office thermometer. You know, that's a good visual. You color in, you know, as you're getting to your goal, what's today, what, what did we produce, what did we collect? Um, just having some kind of visual aid that helps the team buys in, buy in really creates motivation in the practice and they start being competitive. You know, every member of the practice has a different uh, point of the practice that they're accountable for, whether it be collections, whether it be outstanding insurance, new patient and new patient follow-up, you know, even to the clinical assistant that has to watch the overhead and what, and what we're spending on supplies. You know, there's a tracker for each one of those things and come to that morning huddle meeting and are able to, you know, celebrate where they're at on their tracker. Um, it really brings pride of job performance, you know, pride of accomplishment and, and where they're at within the practice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I want to talk about, you know, we've, we've kind of gone over why it's important to have you know this trackability and, and be able to systematize things in the in the practice and and why that's so important do you have an example and i know you know sherry and i so for all the listeners you know we work mutually with a practice together and so i've really you know been able to see some of this in action as far as some of the reporting uh, when it ties into the marketing which has been really cool um but sherry do you have any examples of you know, a practice owner that you came in, you, you know, everything was kind of a mess or, you know, wasn't organized. They got organized. They started tracking the right things and the transformation happened. Do you have an example um, of a practice like that? And, and can you maybe share uh, what that kind of looked like, even if you don't mention, you know, the practice name, obviously. Sure. I actually pulled three for you because they're three very different practices. Oh, wonderful. So I'm going to do A, B, and C with you. Um, and give you, you know, just kind of an overview of where we're at. Um, practice A was a very productive, very successful practice. Didn't really need any more money or productivity. I don't know how a doctor could ever say that, but that's, that's where that practice was when I uh, joined them. And um, so they were where they wanted to be as far as productivity, but the office was a hot mess. Scheduling, elections, and staffing issues ran rapid or rapid. Um, and, um, they didn't start the day with a huddle. They just went to work, coasted through the days. 
Um, so what we did was we, we started the focus on um, having a morning huddle, bringing everybody in together, looking at the numbers, even though they weren't really concerned about production, what they were leaving on the table was all the collections. I went into that practice and they had $580,000 on the books. Oh, wow. So I said, doctor, would that buy you a house? And she said, yes. And I didn't tell her why I was asking about it. I said, what would you do with $580,000? And she said, well, I'd buy my home. I said, well, it's sitting on your books. Um, so we went about um, putting together a system where we could look at every single patient that came in throughout the day, not only what we were going to collect for today, but what was outstanding on their balance and what was outstanding on their insurance. Well, we put that in place. We put in some effective scheduling. We evaluated a couple of team members and figured out they weren't in the right position. So we repurposed them within the practice and, and made the right fit for the right position with the team member. And we actually, within 90 days time, we increased uh, doctor's collections by 38%. Within a year, she was at 98% collections. So that is practice A, just working on systems and and everybody paying attention to who owed what um, brought the practice to where it needed to be. Holy cow. Um, That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> yep. Practice B was an average one doctor office with one hygienist um, struggling with productivity and collections. Staff was just coasting. Doctor was frustrated. The staff was evaluated and changes occurred. Then we could start really holding the team accountable. Um, we instituted a morning huddle, tracked numbers, focused on the daily production, and we added to the productivity. Um, we really got into the crux of collections and, and insurance issues, and we held the staff accountable for reporting dollars every single day. Um, by making the staff aware that somebody was holding them accountable and watching their improvement, the collection skyrocketed. In the first 30 days, it increased by 60%, and productivity went up by 30%. And now that team consistently meets or exceeds their goals daily um, within the 95 to 98% collection goal. And then finally, the office that you and I work with together, um, I was brought into that practice in 2018. And at that time, I told the doctor, it took you a long time to get into this problem. It's going to take you a little while to get out of it. Um, the practice had actually bottomed out and was only producing in the mid 50s every month. Um, and it was only collecting about 80% of that. So they had some real, real problems there. Um, uh, this doctor was really brave. Um, it took a lot of effort by him and, um, and a lot of trusting. He turned the practice completely over to me and we cleaned house. We hired an entirely new staff um, and we put entirely new systems and strategies in place in his practice. We fully tracked every single um, key indicator in his practice. And we, we held the staff accountable for everything that we were tracking. Um, but today, this practice is very successful. Um, we went from those mid-50s to February. We um, produced 176,000 and we collected 175,000. We had 76 new patients and doctor produced $17,000 over his bare accountable minimum. I call that the BAM. So... Um, he produced 17,000 over that and was able to give his staff a, a healthy bonus. So um, I left there yesterday and his production for March was already scheduled at um, 268,000 and he has five days left to go in this month. So okay. just really looking every single day 
at what you have on the books, what you have uh, in the practice, what you have outstanding, holding the staff accountable every single day, it can make all the difference in the world to your team. Gosh, yeah, that's everybody listening. Like that is the big takeaway here is there is an opportunity in your practice right now existing to get better, to produce more, to collect more. It doesn't always come down to just, you know, doing more, doing more, doing more. Some of it is just, you know, building systems, getting organized, getting the right people you know, on the bus, uh, if you will, and making sure that you are heading in a positive direction in the future. And it's a business. And I think, Sherry, you know, a lot of people, you know, dentists or whoever, you know, dentists want to be dentists, right? They love. That's all they want to do. They want to do, they want to do dentistry. (laughs) They want to do dentistry and it's a business and, you know, you got to, it's, there's no problem with saying, I'm not confident in doing this, or, you know, I'm not sure of what I should do next or any of those questions. Those are great questions to, to ask yourself because you can get the help uh, from somebody out there that can help get you, you know, put on, um, on the right trajectory so you can do what you love, you know, produce more, help more people, um, make your team satisfied. There's so many pieces to this. And I, I just think that's a, a great example of what you, you've really shown us here, Sherry. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, because I know we're, we're starting to run out of time, um, tell us, you know, how can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more? about what you do uh, for dental practices, where's the best way they can reach out and find you? Sure, it's all in the doctor's hand. And before they, they begin, I want them to ask four questions. Where do I wanna be in a year? What are my individual needs? Can I do it by myself? And can I hold my team accountable? Once they have the answers to all of those questions, then they can contact me at cwpracticemanagement.com. That's Sherry at cwpracticemanagement.com. Perfect. And everybody listening, we'll have that in the show notes just below this. Uh, We'll have a link to her website so you can reach out um, and ask yourself those questions. And listen, like I heard from many successful business owners, not just in dentistry, it's, you know, you, you can never do it by yourself. You know, you've got to have guidance. You've got to have a mentor. You, you, it's okay to get help. And I think that that's something that I hope this podcast really opens the eyes for, for Dennis and say, you're not alone. People are out there. They know what to do. They're willing to help. And, and Sherry's obviously a great resource um, for you to reach out to. So thank you, Sherry, for, for being on this, on this podcast here today. We're super stoked about it and uh, looking forward to continue to see you do amazing things in the industry. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that interview. And again, you know, take action on the things that Sherry talks about in there. I, I know that getting started is honestly the hardest part in anything that you're going to implement into your business. But the things that Sherry touches on in that episode are things that are going to be critical and ultimately, you know, growing your practice and getting that where you want it to be and being able to maintain that. So definitely take action on those. And and certainly, if you have any questions, reach out to Sherry. Uh, best way to reach her uh, email is Sherry, and that's C-H-E-R-I at cwpracticemanagement.com. Again, that's Sherry, C-H-E-R-I 
at cwpracticemanagement.com. And we'll also have a link to her email in the comments below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Nothing But The Tooth podcast. We would love to you know, have you leave a review, let us know what you think. And also, if, if there's any topics that you want to listen, um, you know, have us you know, touch on, please let us know that as well. Um, you can subscribe, leave us a review, let us know your thoughts there. And uh, certainly we'll be releasing some things to in the future about marketing your dental practice, things that we're seeing um, our successful practices uh, do to grow and ultimately uh, consistently generate new patients. So thank you again for tuning in. Thanks for staying on board here after a long hiatus. We're glad to be back. Can't wait to keep these rolling. And uh, we hope you'll have a great day. And we'll see you next time here on the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast.